Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films to everything in between. And we do it in our very, very humble opinion. Joining me today is our regular host, Dan Richardson, who has just kayaked across the channel and cycled from Brighton to London to raise money for dogs. Dan, hello, how are you? Thank you, buddy. I'm, I'm over the moon about it. You know, we, we had, it was an amazing challenge where my friend Danny and myself kayaked 21 miles across the English Channel into wow. Brighton, then hopped on our bikes and rode the 60 miles from Brighton to London. And it was absolutely a challenge in every sense of the word. And for reasons we didn't expect, we had seasickness to deal with, a crazy choppy sea. Um, we, we kayaked in rougher seas, but this was, this was just a really strange kind of m- movement of the ocean. And, and, uh, it, it really, it caused seasickness badly for two of our team, including Annie. And, uh, became incredibly difficult. And then we got to, to, um, Brighton eventually. And very, very shortly out of Brighton, I, I started suffering with leg cramps and that kind oh, of man. made the, the 60 miles cycling really, very difficult yeah really did. anything uphill was a real struggle for me and i ended up a couple of times having to well physically being incapable of cycling any further and getting off the bike and and uh and actually at that point just physically being incapable of walking and having to just stretch out and then wait for for a respite and then move up to the top of the hill on foot and then get on the bike again but we got to london we got there in one piece we got um we got there to a wonderful welcome from a bunch of people in Vauxhall, and then we um uh, you know, personally, I, f- I feel fantastic. I, I woke up on Sunday morning after the event and, and I I'd had 12 hours sleep and I felt absolutely fantastic. A couple of aches and pains from where the cramp was, but the rest of it was all good. And today I feel even better. So there's no, I don't think there's going to be any surprise attack where I, you know, it gets you two days later, unless it gets me three days later, which... I hope you know, not. I hope not. Still it's happen, it's no, an amazing no. achievement. If you haven't yet sponsored Dan, do go to his Facebook page. You'll see all the information there. Both of you and Annie did so well. Um, you should be commended massively. You raised £13,000 for the dog charity so far. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, man. It's so wonderful. You. We're aiming for 30. So watch this space because we might just take on something else very, very soon. Now tell me, haven't yes. you just come back from doing pickups on the Yes. Day? The reason why I couldn't be there was... Uh, for you was that I was in Bulgaria doing the pickups on the dare, the first part of the pickups, which was so amazing. Actually, it was really good. Andy was brilliant and he just, you know, got it. And we had a great um, camera team who all understood. And uh, Gaffer was brilliant. I think it helped me that I'd been there before. I'd already made a feature film and it was strange going back. It I was, was going like, to ask, it must be kind of surreal. It was, it was like visiting an old school or an old house <laughs> you used to live in. Suddenly seeing everything and your sets weren't there anymore and the same people weren't there. Um, but I had a load of my crew did come back when we were ready to shoot. Uh, and I, honestly, I loved it. I had the, the crew really worked hard. They gave me so much support. Like I said, if I wanted a track laid, it was laid within seconds. Um, and we had so little time. I managed to squeeze an extra day, which was really good uh, beforehand when we weren't supposed to be shooting. I was like, well, why don't we just shoot some of it now? We've got everyone here. Let's do it. And I, I did it. Um, Amazing. And the kids were so good. I had uh, a 10-year-old up to 14-year-old. I had uh, five of them. And they honestly, it's, you know, sometimes I love working with kids because when you get them in the right mood, their minds switch on and suddenly they're, they're firing and they're listening and that you believe them. And wow, when you get those little magic moments, you're like, yep, 
that's it. That's the edit I'm putting in. That's the cut. I know it. I know it. That. So yeah, man, I was, re- I was really pleased. So yeah, onwards and upwards. Now I've got to wait till November for the second part of the pickups when some of the rest of my cast are free. Um, in the meantime, we're doing a sound mix, which is starting, started, and we're doing some VFX work already. Oh, Dude, congratulations. It's exciting times. Yeah. Isn't it a good indication of what, what independent filmmaking is like as well, though, to talk about the fact that you've just done, when was the shoot again? When was the November, last November. November last year? So mm. here we are in September, August, September, you're doing pickups and mm. then you've got more pickups, November, December. Yeah. A year later. Yeah. You know, I mean, that isn't that, it's such a great indi- in- indication, a great example of what independent filmmaking can be like. Yes. Yeah. It can be. You can, and I think it's a good way of doing it, you know, by, because you get, I've now seen the edit. I've had time to look at it, see what works, what doesn't. And, and mm. like I say, we've managed to add some really exciting new bits in there that we've had a chance to play and make it better. And Brilliant. I think it's a good way of doing it. A lot of people don't get the chance to do it usually for budget reasons, but if you can save a bit in your budget to go, do you know what? I'm going to need a day, even a day to just shoot some, an extra shot, get back in that same location and do something, which is a good reason not to piss off your, your locations where you're at. You think, oh, we've finished. <laughs> we've got everything. Yeah. You might need to go back for a shot. Um, cause what well, otherwise you would piss them off. You wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, obviously that's not. That's just you, is it? That's just me. No, I think, nice. I think it's, you know, a lot of people, when they lend you uh, venues and locations for low budget films, they don't realize how many people are going to be in the house. They don't realize how many, uh, what's going to happen there. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think, you know, those people who think it's going to be fun at first realize that, oh, it's not. There's, you know, it's like having a load of ants invading and suddenly they're, they're in your cupboards and they're everywhere and there's cables everywhere and there's mud everywhere and mess. And so, yeah, it's basically keeping one side is what I'm saying. You might need reshoots. And if you can get reshoots, do reshoots makes your film better well that's great it's good to know man i think that's um i think that's a really amazing achievement as well because i mean maybe this is um something that's more common in bigger budget films as well but the fact you know if it was a london based shoot that you were talking about then to do pickups is so much easier you're talking about a different country you're talking about getting Mm -hmm. people back out cast you're talking about their schedules having to learn you're doing two sets of pickups because of that i mean it's fantastic good for you man it's amazing having to build a set Again, or part of the set, we had to build part of the door and it had to match exactly. We had to match the light exactly. And that's hard. It's not mm. easy because you're constantly looking back at it. And, and the version we had wasn't the raw version. It was sort of a slightly graded version. So you have to try and match it. But yeah, loving it. Loving it. Today, we are talking about how hard it is to actually make a feature film and how hard it is to make a feature film in nine days with very little budget. Joining us is Adam Stephen Kelly, who is a fantastic director, made a brilliant short film called Done In, um, which has won many awards and been in many festivals and done really well. And he made his directorial debut with the feature film Kill Kane, which starred Vinnie Jones, Sean Cronin, and our very own Dan Richardson. Welcome to the show, Adam Stephen Kelly. Thanks very much for having me. It's uh good to be on it's been a while since i've done a, a podcast so uh it's good to uh it's good to do one again but uh i don't think i can quite compete with uh dan's recent endeavors they're pretty amazing well done dan oh thank you mate it, it, yeah well i'm i'm just very very happy to connect with you again because we haven't actually well, we i think you were very kindly at the the screening of retribution weren't you but other than that we haven't seen each other since since we shot kill Kane. yeah i was i was uh retribution yeah it's uh it's like it's two and a half years since we made Kill Kane, so it's 
it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but <laughs> it somehow it has. It's wow. scary, isn't it? Scary how time flies. That's amazing. Well, look, Adam, let's first of all talk about your start in the filmmaking world because you were a journalist, right? You wrote for Ain't Cool News and Screen Jabber, stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about that and how you moved into filmmaking. Yeah, um, so I've always loved you know, cinema and film um, since I was a kid at school and, and the teachers are asking, you, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was just like, uh, I'll be a journalist because it involves writing. <laughs> um, so after sort of floundering for a few few years, just thinking that journalism was something I wanted to do, but not specifically, you know, not knowing what I wanted to write about. Um, I just suddenly thought, oh, you can write about film. So that sounds like something I'd like to do. <laughs> so I, I just kind of went ahead and did it. Yeah, I mean, some of you guys proper slate some of the films I was in. I'm probably down as well. So <laughs> All of the films I was in. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, except for Kill Kane. <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing about being a, you know, a film journalist is that obviously I've, I've been on the side where I've you know perhaps not given a film such a good review. And then I've, I've made the transition and I'm making films. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm on the other side of the fence. And now I'm like, Oh, please. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the people that used that, that I used to be in, in their shoes and I'm, I'm going, oh, you know, please, you know, give me a good review. Please be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But for the film's success, you know, we all know IMDb, Rotten Tomato ratings can make or break a film. Mm-hmm. And yet one person's view will differ vastly from another. And it's not necessarily indicative of what you and I've watched what you will think of a film. I've watched films that have had absolutely crap reviews and I've loved them. Things like the mm-hmm. Fifth Element. I thought the Fifth Element was awesome, and it got just trashed by the by the critics. Shawshank Redemption, another one, when it first came out, didn't the critics didn't really like it. There's there's been many films. So you're right, you can't always go on reviews. But yeah, that must have been really interesting for you, Adam. When suddenly you're going right, I'm on the other side of this now, and all these people who you know used to be, I was part of that team, and you could say what you like now. You're like, please be nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, and it, and it's funny because. With with my first film done in, I was very you know I was very fortunate that it got you know, good, you know quite a few good reviews. And it's funny the lowest review that I found on the internet was on uh, Screen Jabber, which was the <laughs> first film site that I wrote for. <laughs> That's incredible. For me, it's like standing naked in front of a theatre and everyone judging you and writing down comments on it. That's kind of what putting a film out there is. That's the you know the feeling that I get from it. It's like oh gosh this is it everything's laid bare now what are people going to say you know it's fine your parents your friends or whatever they're they're always going to be nice to you but it's the people you don't know that's when you know whether you've got a good film or not which brings us on nicely to done in because okay you got one slightly bad review from you your old muckers your old mates but done in's a brilliant film um it's really cool it's so interesting uh, if you've not seen it do go on to adam's um vimeo page and you can see done in there talk us through how how you sort of came up with the idea how you made it what the thought process behind it was it's it's funny with with done in because I, you know i've been asked that question a lot you know where did the idea come from because obviously it's a very dark film tell us in your words what what the film's about without giving it away so the film is about uh, a man in a country manor house who is reflecting on on life and, uh, and and reminiscing throughout throughout all the rooms in this house, looking back on on memories um, as he writes his his goodbye to the world uh, in the form of a suicide note. 
I, that, yeah, great. And yeah, don't say anything more. Don't say anything more because <laughs> things things happen and things change in there. That yeah, it, it's it's a great ending. It's it's really cool. Did you always know when you first started writing it that that was what was going to happen? It's funny because I I went to a film festival and I was just the atmosphere of, of watching these these films on the big screen with an audience and seeing the audience react just made me think I've got to finally take the plunge and make a film and direct something and and, and write it so I was kind of forcing I, I was just sat down you know pen and paper trying to force an idea for a for a short film and I had no idea where I was going with it I couldn't find an idea that stuck I was I was just trying to force it and it, and it, and it wasn't working and then suddenly this idea for done in just popped into my head for just just completely out of nowhere um i've no idea where it came from just the whole film just popped up in my head and i thought oh okay i (laughs) i haven't i haven't seen that before as far as i know and i just got stuck in writing it and i had i had the script done within an hour did you find it easy writing it but obviously coming from the journalistic background would you were you did you just sort of smash through it yeah i just it just kind of wrote itself i mean as I said, the film is the core of the film is the suicide note. And quite morbidly, I the first thing I did was I actually wrote a suicide note. Wow. For the purpose of the film, not not I say call me if it gets to that. Jesus. <laughs> You're like, if I don't I'm gonna put this out, uh if I write this badly, um then I will go through with this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure or anything. Yeah, anything. No no pressure for the next one. Right. No, yeah. I, I just wrote this note and I just thought I'm just going to try and write like uh, kind of a, you know, a believable suicide note. And, and I wrote this letter and then I just kind of took pieces from it and they became the, the, the dialogue in the film. And I, and I based, I kind of constructed the scenes around the dialogue that I'd already written. Um, and then the film just took shape from there. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of easy to write just the, thought the idea was pretty strong and it was just one of those things that kind of wrote itself great and when where did you go from there obviously now you've got the script uh at that point did you know many people in the film world who actually made films how did you go about getting it actually filmed well this is the part where um the, the 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 whole journalism thing came came in extremely handy because through doing you know through doing reviews and interviews with filmmakers i'd i'd networked and, and connected with quite a few different filmmakers and i reviewed a documentary um called tattoos a scarred history which obviously is a documentary about tattoos um and that film was directed by a guy called sj evans and he, he just kind of said you know if you ever write anything that you want me to take a look at you know please do send it through oh imagine. so mm. the day after i wrote the script i uh, i sent it over to him and he read it you know just straight away and said this is really good i want to I want to make this. Let me produce it for you. And I was like, "Oh, okay, great." <laughs> found a Brilliant. found a producer already who wants to, uh, you know, who, who wants to do it. Um, so from there, we just got stuck in, and, and we're, we're finding, you know, the key key crew members. Um, immediately started talking about actors and, and a short list, um, and of course, uh, immediately started discussing crowdfunding because you know we needed money to make the film, and it's a short film, so you're not. You know, you're not looking for private investors, obviously, mm. as such. But the actor, Guy Henry, um, he, we got him from the start because we thought with crowdfunding, we need to have some kind of name actor involved. 
to to push the campaign and to get interest. So we announced him as soon as we as soon as we got Guy. Um, and, and what an incredible job he did as well. Yeah, he's very uh, good in it. He's he's an amazing an, an amazing person and an amazing actor. And you know, so many actors are snob. Uh, snobby is the right word, but you know, with a short film, they have limited lives and you know actors aren't going to get rich off making a short film so a lot of actors simply won't do them and it's understandable why but guy he read the script loved it and wanted to be involved and it's been three and a half years since we shot done in i'm so you know fortunate but it, he he says it's it's legitimately one of the best things he's ever done and he'll just continue supporting that film even though it's only a short and even though it's been out for three years um, he's he's continued pushing it and supporting it. So he's an incredible, incredible man and uh, an incredible actor. And we're so fortunate to have him because I I can't see anyone else in that role apart from him. That's nice. It's nice when that happens when you find the right actor and it it just all connects and it works and and they support it and get behind it. I have to second that. Having worked with Guy and um, and uh, I'd agree with everything that Adam said. He's a, he's a lovely man and an incredibly professional. <laughs> competent and just all-round fantastic actor and uh, fantastic bloke so yeah absolutely agree with you on that adam i think that's lovely it's really good so so now you've you've now you're on kickstarter you've, you're doing it properly you're working hard every day pushing 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 and you manage to raise the funds that you need to make your film right is that what happened <laughs> yes the uh Perfect. the first campaign was a bit of a disaster we actually went over our target on the second campaign oh brilliant so we kind of we smashed that one. We yeah, failed miserably the first one and smashed the second one, but we got there. So, so then you had to assemble a whole new crew. Is that right? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, because of my film reviewing and, and stuff, I, I knew lots of producers, but I didn't know directors of photography and, and costume people and makeup and everything. So the producer S.J. Evans did a fantastic job um, getting the the crew together. Um, and they were all fantastic and, and did an amazing job. That's great. That's good. Um, so, all right, let's talk about when you were first on set. This is the first time directing anything. Is this right? Yeah. Okay, so you're on set. This is your first time. How did that feel? What was going through your mind? Did you want to run away? <laughs> um, I, I felt I felt pretty comfortable, really, considering it was my my first uh, my first film. That the crew had all had all done, you know plenty of things so they were all very very experienced um and they were giving me pointers here and there and, and making sure that i was comfortable and uh, that everything ran smoothly and it did it really did it was a two-day shoot we did uh we had guy for one day so basically we shot everything that didn't need guy on the first day and everything that did need guy <laughs> wow second. yeah he did really well there you can't tell he's not in it's yeah that's really good yeah, so um, it just went really smoothly, and we finished ahead of schedule. And uh, it, you know, I couldn't have asked or wished for a better first time, you know, filmmaking experience than done in because it just went perfectly. Is 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 all I can say. It was just, it was such a nice set. It, it was no, you know, there's obviously pressure to make the film, but you know, no, it just went so well that there was no extra pressure. If that makes sense, there was mm. no. Uh, we're really short on time and everything and it just went really well <laughs> that's great and how did you plan it did you plan storyboards did you do did you know where your shots were going to be or was it more of let's see what happens in the room 
pretty much as soon as SJ Evans got involved as the producer, I, uh, you know, he asked for a shot list straight away, and uh, I just I just got down to it. You know, first shot shot list I've I'd ever done, um, and from when I first did it, ninety nine percent of the shots are exactly as I envisioned in the finished film. Um, in terms of storyboard, I I don't storyboard because I'm absolutely terrible, and I just can't I can't get get what's on my head on paper i'm the same my images are rubbish i can't draw i in fact i'm i'm thinking about going to a a bit of a drawing class just to so i can do my storyboards because i'm constantly needing to do storyboards and i can't draw it's devastating it is it is and people like oh just draw stick men yeah i can barely do that i know and then you're showing them to dp and going well this is what i mean he goes (laughs) really is that really what you want well yeah but you can imagine i mean it works for in my head so i can at least go okay i know to shoot that way and this way but really to show anyone that i wouldn't dare show my crew you know when you just go oh and so i've just got to get better i've got to learn to to at least draw faces properly (laughs) okay so uh in happened it did really well in festivals uh and you kind of made a bit of a name for yourself Tell us about how Kill Kane happened, how that moved forward, and obviously Dan Dan's involvement himself as an actor. Um, talk us through Kill Kane. How did that come about? A producer I, I, I knew at the time was was looking to. Uh, he often wrote, directed, and produced his own films, but he was more of a horror filmmaker, and he had this script which at the time was called Retribution. Funnily enough, obviously Dan later would go into be the lead in a film called uh, Retribution. That was originally what Kill Kane was called. The working oh, title was Retribution, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the the producer, because it wasn't a horror film, it was a British crime, uh, he didn't want to direct it, so was looking for directors. Um, so I got sent the script, and uh, I thought it was a really solid, solid movie. And basically asked, you know, how would you how would you approach this film? You know, uh, and the producer seemed to like my initial thoughts, the ideas. And, uh, pretty quickly after that, I got the job to direct it, um, which was my first, uh, feature. That must've felt amazing to go when they turned around and went, yeah, you are going to be directing this. Um, can, can you recall how you felt at the time or was, or was it just, okay, well, I'll just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it came about so quickly, like between Dunning and Kilcane. Um, Dunning we did in January of 2014, and I got the job doing Kilcane in October of 2014. Um, so, you know, not 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 the longest period of time between films. And from when I actually read the script, I was signed on to direct it, probably within a week. So it all moved about, uh, moved on pretty pretty quickly. Um, and I just remember sort of thinking, well, I, you know, I made a film that was under ten minutes, so I've just got to, stre- I've just got to stretch it out a bit and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and try and make it work in, yeah, yeah, in your mind and you get it in yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I was pretty, uh, pretty happy to get the, to get the job and, and get my first feature. And uh, I, I was always working towards the the Tarantino thing of of, of trying to make a feature before you hit thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, Thankfully, you know, was able to do. Um, so I did my own pass of the script, uh, and then it all came together pretty quickly. After there, we began casting for an April 2015 shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but unfortunately we only had nine days to make it so nine took two for a short <laughs> and, and then you had nine. nine days for a feature now nine days is not enough time um let's come back to that because that's crazy it's crazy and i'm dying to know how you actually managed to do it first of all kill kane it stars vinnie jones it stars sean croning and dan richardson and various other very talented people um can you tell us a little bit about it what the film is actually about dan maybe you can jump in as yeah well. um starts with a um a very normal, innocent chap, in this case, Vinnie Jones, um, witnessing a, an execution-style murder, and um, and the people responsible for that know that he's witnessed it. So they go out to get him and his family, and they think they're successful in doing so, but actually Vinnie's character survives it, and the story then follows his retribution, as per mm-hmm. the working title, and um, <clears throat> where he tracks down all the people responsible and um, and it's quite a it's quite a ride, to say the least. Does that sound about right, Adam? Will you go with that? It's spot on, spot on. Brilliant. It's, it's brutal, right? I mean, there's a lot of action in there. There's a lot of heart as well. Um, Dan played the baddie, which is interesting because in Retribution you're playing the goodie. What I found funny about it was the fact that you've got a, a, fil- a film which which has got Vinnie Jones in it, and I'm playing the bad guy. <laughs> it's unusual for Dan. How, how did it come about casting Dan then? Did you know? Um, or talk us through the casting in general, Adam. How did it go for you? We started off um, online. We let the project out there for, for actors to uh, have a look at. And um, we were doing, you know, letting them submit themselves. And then any actors that looked the part, we were auditioning, um, letting them do self-tapes uh, online, uh, as is often the case when you're doing a super low-budget film. Um, and again, is the miracle of the internet because uh, you know you don't have to hire out some room for x amount of hours and and, and uh, audition people face to face, especially if uh, if they're far away or something. Did you already have Vinnie it, Jones on board at the time? Uh, obviously, that sometimes can make it easier, or it can be a hindrance, um, depending on your view of it, to get the other cast in. I believe we we did. I think we got we got him before we. Uh, put out the casting call but we didn't let the actors know that he was involved until we actually reached out um to you know begin the or actual you know auditioning process i see we just just put out that it was a you know an independent british crime film and right. then people submitted themselves and then if we were interested we then said you know it's got Vinnie jones attached so there's that (laughs) (laughs) so there's that yeah yeah and how did you feel about that and obviously your producers um they got him on board i take it and they they were like look we want Vinny for this film and and wasn't he originally playing a different part yes yes the film had distribution already before before we we shot the film and one of the sort of rules of of the distribution agreement was that an actor such as vinnie jones would 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 get involved in the film um, so he was kind of the piece of the puzzle that we needed to get the film going, essentially. Um, and we thought Vinnie Jones would, uh, you know, he's a pretty decent name. Um, and, you know, it's a very low budget movie. So we thought we can get him. Let's uh, let's get him. So we got him. Um, <laughs> and originally he was going to play Dan's role. Um, mm. And at the time, the character was very different because um, Dan... Dan plays the big boss um, in the film and he plays a very kind of very sort of 
oddball kind of sophisticated gangster who was very different from his kind of cronies um but playing more uh, to vinnie jones's type you could say originally the character was much more of a you know a kind of lock stock kind of gangster yeah but vinnie uh read the script and he said i really like the lead character i because you know obviously money was limited so we thought you know we could get vinnie in for two or three days and he can play the big boss character um but he actually lobbied to play the lead um and we thought okay well that's a bit of a surprise um and the, the character was completely unlike anything he'd ever played and what interested me was that he was you know enthusiastic about playing against type um you know he's always been known as the hard man uh role and in kill kane the character is a school teacher who has no history of violence or anything he's just a normal everyday guy and it's kind of the second half of the film where he has undergoes his transition and is fueled by revenge um but he's not like this psycho hard man you know for at the very beginning mm. um i thought was interesting because i thought people might see vinnie in a different light you know if he takes on this role well it's definitely an interesting casting choice and it, it certainly piqued my interest when i heard of that i was like okay wow you know he's trying something different we can see him in a different light from what we're used to seeing him obviously it's interesting for our listeners about what you felt working with you know uh, someone who's quite a well-known celebrity big actor been in some massive films and you yourself being a first-time feature film director suddenly you've got to cope with this juggernaut i suppose that's coming in you've got to do it in nine days um i mean how was it really it was it was tough uh not gonna lie i mean when vinnie got involved i was kind of mind blown i thought okay so um, just done one short film and then i'm suddenly making a feature with uh vinnie jones in the role so. yeah with a name it's yeah it's huge yeah it's made you know you know at least 100 films in the last you know 20 years and mm, it's crazy and he knows he knows what he's doing on set and he wants to play a different role he's suddenly set his mind to it that must have been really exciting yeah i was um i was i was kind of Sort of blown away really by how enthusiastic he was about the character and the script it's not often the case when you when you're casting that someone actually wants to you know you offer them a part and they actually want to play the bigger part mm. uh, when it's someone of the name at you of, of vinnie jones you know he's probably yeah. quite a lot of roles which are just you know three days here three days there kind of in and out but for him to actually say oh no i really like the script i really like this character it's something different you know let's let's do it um, I was uh, I was blown away. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's it's it's huge. It's yeah, it's almost a life changing moment where you go, oh wow, okay, this is it now. I'm making a feature and I'm, I'm it's starring a big Hollywood actor. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, I better <laughs> yeah, better get my head into this. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. So yeah, talk us through your process from that first moment. Obviously, you, you didn't storyboard, but you just planned all your shots. Uh, and yeah, talk us through that first initial stage pre-production just a little bit. How how was it for you? Well, with um, as I say, with with done in, I just did the shot list and those storyboards, and that went you know so smoothly. And the shots that I got in that film were exactly what I wanted from the start. It was just an incredible experience. With Kill Kane, obviously, a shot list for a feature is slightly bigger than <laughs> than, than for a you know, short. Um, 
and I think, you know, I, I just, I was so determined to make the film look good that I perhaps went a bit sort of overzealous with the shots that I, that I wanted in the film, given mm. time constraints and the budget constraints, because, I mean, we had no money to make this film. I mean, I know it's a Vinnie Jones movie. But I imagine the money went to Vinnie Jones yeah, rather so than... to figure out where a huge yeah. percentage of the overall budget went. Um, and, you know, we, we assembled an incredible cast and people did it for the love of the script, not for anything else. It was a very, very dedicated and uh, passionate cast who I'm extremely thankful to have, uh, to have worked with. Um, so, yeah, in terms of shots and stuff, nine days, there's not. And extremely limited locations, which we had. Mm-hmm. had we had so few locations. I mean, you're juggling all that. You 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 you're sort of working with a Hollywood actor who's playing a role he doesn't normally play, and you've got nine days. That sounds that sounds really tough. That sounds mental, and it's a massive you know success to you that you managed to get it finished and it's released and people can see it now. Well, you know, I have to say, from having had the pleasure of working on on that movie with with you adam um one of the things that struck me about it was really the fact that despite that nine day time frame which is as you said giles incredibly sh- it's way too short for a feature film that is a, you're really up against it and you would expect that and I, and I went into the shoot knowing that that was the case so you'd expect it to be pretty frantic pretty chaotic and you'd expect stress levels to be high as a result but what i have to say to adam's credit is that um you know the there was this quiet confidence and a real sense of authority and calm throughout the whole, I think, three days I was on set, two or three days. And, and I had a really great time on it. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was nice to work with Sean Cronin again as well, because we'd already worked together on a, on a couple of projects. And, um, and I just had a thoroughly good time with it. And it, it's really impressive, I think, under the circumstances to have maintained that sense of, of, um, order and calm in what has to be in the background, pretty chaotic circumstances, low budget, nine days to do it. Pretty yeah. extraordinary achievement. So good job, Adam. Thank you very much. Um, it was a, it was an enormous pleasure to, uh, to work with you as well, Dan. And um, it, it was so easy to work with you and you know, going back to the character that you, that you play in the film. Um, and when Vinny took the lead role, um, I rewrote it to what I thought was a more interesting character. Um, but the character was quite, like I said, a bit of an oddball and quite unique. And it was, it was quite difficult for me to translate what I wanted from that character. But you just got it straight away. I remember the first time we spoke on the phone, you just completely got it and understood it. Um, and uh, it was great. You were, you were such a, so easy to work with and a, an absolute joy. Oh, this is so nice. Can you talk us through sort of maybe one of the harder days, what went wrong things that happened how you could change things perhaps i think you know it was a case of especially given that there were so few locations that we had to work with i wanted the film to look like it cost more than it did and i just wanted to shoot the hell out of every location and get as much coverage as we could as much you know just just value out of the locations because there were none and we had to double up on the location sometimes and, and know what may look in the film like two different locations is actually you know <laughs> 10 just, feet down yeah the just the other side yes <laughs> <laughs> but um you know that's, that's what you got to do when you're making a, you know, a micro budget movie 
Um, and in nine days, you just can't can't get a lot done. The setting up shots takes time. Um, just the preparation and, and traveling from one set to another. All you know, it's all in a it's all in a day, and it's uh, it was extremely tough just just on time alone. Did you find that you were just sort of losing shots of where it was you might do uh, two close-ups and you might do a wide and uh, you might do a tracking shot coming like Did you just go, do you know what, I've got to lose the tracking shot or do you know what, I've got to lose this close-up? Is that what happened? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It was just trying to get as much coverage in, in a single shot as possible, just cutting down shots dramatically. because it, You know, it's an action film, so you want to have options. Yeah. But at the same time, who makes an action film in nine days? Mm. You can't get the coverage that you need, you know, to, to essentially make it, you know, exciting. Yes. Uh, just isn't, just isn't possible. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, especially I, when you've got, when you've got action as well, like gunfights. It, it slows everything down. As soon as you've got any blood or guns or action, it, everything slows down because safety for one thing. Um, yeah. It, it, people's going over it again, camera positions. It, it, it's not easy. It's yeah, yeah very hard. Insane. So what did you do? What did you do for those moments then when you're trying to do the action and you're going, well, I need, I need the hit reaction. We have to put the blood on again. How, how did you go about it? I mean, it was just a case of we just tried to prepare as much as possible and, you know, have the stunt. We had a stunt guy um, named Dan on the movie. We just had, you know, we had him go through everything with a, you know, fine tooth comb, making sure the actors were all on the same page, all knew what they were doing, and we just kind of had to shoot it all in one take. You know, we couldn't break the action down so much because we didn't have the time, which is not ideal, obviously, because mm. you don't want to, uh, you don't really want to do a big fight scene in one take kind of thing. But uh, when you've got no time, you just kind of had to. So we just had to make sure that everything was safe because that's obviously paramount, mm-hmm. um, and that everything was achievable in as few shots as possible and as few takes because when you're against the clock you can't have as many takes as you like it's it's kind of one and done or you can take a cut you can take a couple but yeah that's eating just... into something else yeah yeah exactly and then you, you, you're you losing more shots so <laughs> off the next scene <laughs> oh, oh my like gosh a constant uphill battle um, i mean we lost scenes that we just couldn't you know entire locations that we just we couldn't shoot for you know various reasons not always time because moving um, a big unit like a film crew is it's it's really hard you've got to get everyone into the vans you've got to get them to the next location then everyone's got to set up it takes a lot of time which is why you know making a film in one literally one location really does help moving around is slow it slows you down and kill Kane is so many different locations i'm i'm still amazed you managed to do it in nine days <laughs> <laughs> a day on a film set or, or making a film you spend the least time actually filming mm. <laughs> it's 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 moving or setting up shots or or you know or blocking or whatever um everything to get 10 seconds of footage it's 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 insane um yeah. but it was just we had no money and, and i and i and i stressed that you know it wasn't low budget it was Despite Vinnie Jones, it was micro budget. So it was just trying to make it have as much production value as possible because we wanted to deliver something that audiences would 
enjoy. Um, and the thing is, without Vinnie Jones, the film might not have happened, right? Exactly. So without you had to make those sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's all about compromise and sacrifice. And and uh, am I you know, am I happy with the overall film? You know, I think it is. It kind of is what it is. But at the same time, it's like no one should make a film in my days. <laughs> Maybe if it was like a straight up kind of drama or, or like a you know few locations and just a couple of characters, you mm. might might you know be able to look at time as a bit more of a luxury but um you know so so difficult people can't believe that we managed to do it in nine days and sometimes i look back on it and i think i I can't believe we managed to do it if you could go back now in time and start again was there anything you'd do differently (laughs) demand more time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah apart from that i I mean what changes can you make if it's nine days you know it i mean Mm. just is what it is you know it's Mm. i look at it as an experience i got to work with some incredible people like dan uh, sean cronin nicole faraday uh, michael bailey ben way bonner boru sarah marks really really talented actors who were a pleasure to work with and i think you know i i kind of you know british crime movies low budget independent crime movies are ten a penny in the uk there's so many being made because they sell ultimately and there's an audience for them mm. but i think i i i think compared to a lot of them the cast in kilcane was so much stronger we 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 fought against all odds to get this movie done in 9 days everything that kind of went wrong could have gone wrong we had no money, no time, yet we managed to make a feature that had that has been sold, you know, all over the world. Yes, it's an incredible achievement. And I imagine when you rapped, you just sort of sunk to your knees and cried for a bit. Imagine <laughs> it was just, I mean, mine was 18 days and that was tough as old boots and that was hard. And I think of splitting that in half and, well, I wouldn't have a movie. Um, there's no question 18 about 18 days it. is nothing. Like, 18 days is not enough time. No, it's know? still not enough time. Yeah, sure. It's like, you know, you make a Hollywood, you know, the last Star Wars film, what, to date, like eight months of filming or 10 months of filming? It's, it's, and then... They're just showing off. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Messing around. Like, we could have done that in, well, all right, 21 days. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was thinking, you know, if I get, if, if, if my next feature, I get four weeks, I'll just take three weeks in Barbados. Like, yeah, nah, just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a delight, wouldn't it? It'd be a delight. But, um, yeah, it's all about who you work with. And as long as you've got the right people around you and supportive, and then you can get through it. You really can. And you can make a good film. And you've done that. So what's next? Now you've made Kill Kane. Obviously, you're producing a lot. Um, you're part of you know a team that is producing a lot of films. Um, what's next for you? Um, I've written a horror film, which hopefully should be shot um, early next year. That's a supernatural horror film. Oh, that sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah, something something different. I mean, done in there's kind of debate about what you can kind of class that as some mm-hmm. people call it a thriller some people call it a horror film some people call it a drama but um so i went i kind of went from that to doing a you know a crime film and then i'm going back to the horror with uh, tormented or, or a, more of a straight up horror film um i've also co-written a film called we still die the old way which is the third film in uh in the trilogy, uh, trilogy yeah yeah we still kill the old way and we still kill the old way um and this one um 
be the last. <laughs> I say it's the last. Yeah, you yeah. never know. You never know. He's, well, if they're all, it's, we still die the old way. Maybe they'll die at the end, and that's you know. Therefore, there can't be another. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you could always, uh, always uh, do a zombie version or something. Yeah, that's very true. There is yeah. always that option. That's great. Um, and where where can people follow you? Where can people look you up? Uh, yes, my Twitter is uh, ads, which is a d z underscore kelly a e double l y magic so dan uh, where can we follow you from your noisy uh, cafe that you are in <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry you can follow me on dan 710 ths and that's on twitter or instagram or facebook is dan richardson actor and you can follow me at giles alderson and you can follow the filmmakers podcast at filmmakers pod uh, adam it's been an absolute joy to talk to you about your journey and what's next and i look forward to talking to you again when tormented comes out and we can talk about it then and how how it differed or was it the same all those kind of questions uh, thanks for joining us adam it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, really appreciate you joining the show thank you mate oh thanks very much it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you i'll catch you on the next one super all right take care everyone see you soon cheers <laughs>